The Baseball Hall of Fame has spoken, and her doors are open once again. Finally, Buck O'Neill is in. Do you really understand the impact that he had on our great game? Plus, did Ron Santos' disdain for the Mets ever subside? All that and more coming up next on Locked on Cubs. You are Locked on Cubs. Your daily Chicago Cubs podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning to you. Happy Tuesday. This is Locked On Cubs. I'm your host, Andrew Bellison. Thanks for being with us here on a beautiful Tuesday morning. It is great to have you here. Tons of great stuff on the show today. Baseball's Hall of Fame breaks some really exciting and good, good news at a time when we all needed it amidst this silly lockout. I want to first take this time to thank you for making Locked On Cubs your first listen of the day. I can't tell you how much we and myself especially appreciate you joining us, downloading the podcast every morning, Honest to goodness, it means the world to me. Um, I got into this without ever doing this before. I'm learning on the fly. I hope you're enjoying it. I say it every day, and I'll say it again. We want you to engage with us socially, please, on Twitter, at Chicago Cubs PA, at Lockdown Cubs. Give me your thoughts, good or bad. I want to hear from you, and I want to talk with you. So please, it makes the show a lot more fun. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Remember, Locked On Cubs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, is available wherever you find your podcast. Always free. So please download us today. So tons of good stuff to get to today. The Baseball Hall of Fame has spoken. Their doors are open again. I want to talk about another Cubs Hall of Famer as well, the late, great Ron Santo. We're going to touch on him for a little bit as well. Plus, we're going to continue rolling through our food journey around Major League Baseball. Worst to first, best ballpark food, best item in each ballpark. Now, the fun part would be to actually take this tour full time next year and sample all this. There's a show idea for you. Let's hop right into it here with uh, our first segment. So the Baseball Hall of Fame has opened its doors once again. And and this to me, and this is a phenomenal news, first of all. The Golden Days and Early Era Baseball Committee have elected six new members to Baseball's Hall of Fame. They include Buck O'Neill, Gil Hodges, Jim Cott, Minnie Minoso, White Sox very own, Tony Oliva, Tony O, and Bud Fowler. So six new members so far heading in to Cooperstown in July of 2022. So to make this clear, there will be potentially more inductions as part of the 2022 class. These six gentlemen will go in to Major League Baseball's Hall of Fame along with anyone the Baseball Writers Association of America decides to vote in. So this is the list of players from more recent eras that you'll see the names on. Results for this, the Writers Hall of Fame ballots will be tallied on January the 25th. So this is the list that includes names like 
David Ortiz and Alex Rodriguez for the first time. Barry Bonds is on the list. Roger Clemens, Kurt Schilling, and for the final time, Sammy Sosa. So these six gentlemen, Buck O'Neill, Gil Hodges, Jim Cott, Minoso, Oliva, and Fowler, all brought in from the golden days in the early baseball era committee, could be joined potentially if the Baseball Writers Association of America decides to vote in anyone else as their votes are tallied at the end of January. 75% clip you need to get in through that uh, through that route. Wanted to talk about this because it's obviously huge news. And, and really, I want to talk about it because I don't know if you understand the impact that Buck O'Neill had on this game. I sure as heck did not. And it's honestly, it's a crime that it took this long for some of these guys, Buck included, to get in to Cooperstown. There's a huge Cubs connection to Buck O'Neill. You know, if you don't know, just briefly, Buck was a Negro League legend, uh, an all-star player. He was actually, this is really cool, he was the first Major League Baseball coach in either the National League or the American League when the Cubs promoted him from the scouting department to the coaching staff in 1962. That's awesome. Uh, Prolific scouting resume in Major League Baseball. I mean, if you look at the guys that he was tied to and the careers they went on to have in Major League Baseball, mind blowers. Ernie Banks, Lou Brock, Billy Williams, Lee Smith, I don't know if you noticed the trend there. Those are all Hall of Famers, uh, all Buck O'Neill guys. And that's just on, you know, that's just in, in Cub land, really, for, for that list there. Also, you know, another feather in his cap, maybe the coolest to me of, of all of them. He was a founder of the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum, um, given his rich history, you know, with the Negro Leagues. I mean, it's just it's just as cool as it gets. Here's the thing to me, and, and as they say, this, this whole thing chaps my saddle region um, a little bit. The fact that it took this long for gentlemen like this, such as Buck O'Neill, to have an opportunity to be forever enshrined in the glorified halls of Major League Baseball's Hall of Fame is a crime. The impact that he had on the game of baseball at multiple levels throughout the course of 80 plus years, both on the field and off the field, should have had him in the Hall of Fame eons ago, no questions asked. You might not have been aware of this, but this is why he was not enshrined previously. Buck. Minnie Minoso and Fowler had a chance to make the Hall of Fame this year for the first time because under new rules honoring Negro League contributions, last December, finally, the stats of some 3,400 players were added to Major League Baseball's record books when MLB said it was correcting a longtime oversight in the game's history and reclassifying the Negro Leagues as a major league. This was a huge oversight. This is something that should have been done eons ago. These gentlemen impacted America's pastime just as much or more off the field than they did with their actions on the field. 
Hall of Fame players, Hall of Fame people. And the fact that it took this long to have this discussion about them being welcomed into Cooperstown is ridiculous. Now, don't get me wrong. I am elated that they are in now, but it should never have taken that long. Come on. To piggyback this sentiment is another thing that drives me crazy. And I think a lot of people will agree with this. I had this conversation with my wife this morning. It's the first thing she said when I brought up Buck O'Neill and how he's no longer with us. Only two of these six guys to get in through the committee are still with us. That's uh, Tony O and Jim Cott. Why do we have to wait so long for this to happen? And again, I think most Cubs fans, most baseball fans would agree with me on this. As Cub fans, let's let's take it close to home. Let's 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 analyze something that we know so well. We saw what a player in person like Ron Santo went through year after year after year of getting rejected by the Hall of Fame when he was still alive. Um I don't have a solution to this. You can't just elect people because they're living and, and you know, death is inevitable. I, I understand this. But to try and get around the, the fact that these players are inducted after they pass away, it's it's just so tough to swallow. You look, I, maybe you saw on social media the, the pictures and the videos of Tony Oliva getting the phone call finally yesterday that he was going to be enshrined in Cooperstown. And just the sheer elation that he had on his face, the ability for him to celebrate with family and friends, it stings when you think about guys like Ron and Buck O'Neill not having the opportunity to do that. Sure, it's exciting as heck for family and friends and fans of theirs, but when you see what it truly means to the player, and they're no longer here to enjoy that, really, really stinks. But you have to figure, and I take solitude knowing that somewhere guys like that are smiling, looking down on us, knowing that the phone call finally came. Tons more Hall of Fame discussion to come. Want to talk a little bit closer to home as well with Ron Sano. And Ron was elected to the Hall of Fame 10 years ago yesterday, as a matter of fact. I have a fun personal story I'd like to share about Ron um, and and his uh, the, the one time that I did get to meet him in person before I was hired by the Cubs. Pretty cool story. <clears throat> before we get to that, Bet Online has you covered all season long with more props, better odds, more lines than ever before as football season continues to march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action all season long. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today, and you can receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you got to do is use promo code LOCKED ON to receive it. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to receive your 50% bonus upon sign-up. From basketball to football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't don't worry. Bet online lets you take advantage of it all. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports all in one spot. Bet online, where the game starts. 
I don't know about you guys, but I think this might sound familiar. It sure did to me. You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another one that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for all the other good stuff. I want to tell you real quick about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without all the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV situation put all together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can easily watch your favorite sports, your favorite movies, and your favorite shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again, and the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter, get rid of the confusion, get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. More Hall of Fame talk. Ron Sano, number 10, coming up after this. You're listening to Locked On Cubs. I'm Andrew Bellison. Welcome back to Locked On Cubs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Want to thank you once again for making Locked On Cubs your first listen every morning. I can't tell you how much we appreciate every single download of this podcast available wherever you find your favorite cast, always free. Interact with us socially at Chicago Cubs PA and at Locked On Cubs. So talked a little bit about the Hall of Fame opening its doors again. So happy for Buck O'Neill to finally get the call to the Hall. One of the Cubs uh, Hall of Famers, the great number 10, Ron Sano. He was inducted uh, posthumously after his passing. He learned, uh, well, it, it was, he was inducted, he was, got the call. His family got the call 10 years ago yesterday, as a matter of fact, December 5th, 2011. We all know what he went through from getting rejected by Cooperstown while he was still with us um, here as we watched his son Jeff's documentary, This Old Cub. We saw the pain that he went through and the disappointment every year of not getting that phone call. And it finally came to his family after he was gone. I wanted to share a quick personal story um, about Ron just because it's it's Hall of Fame weekend with the with the Veterans uh, Era Committee and, and the Golden Era uh, Committee, and, and I thought this would be a lot of fun. I shared this on Twitter a few days ago, but I can elaborate a little bit more. I didn't know Ron Sano. He, I, he, he had passed away, sadly, before I got hired by the Cubs. I was a senior in college, and my best friend and roommate, his senior project uh, in the broadcast department was to do a high-profile interview, put together a project such as that. Long story short, he finagles an interview with Ron Sano before a game at Wrigley. This is probably going back to about 2004-ish, maybe five, 2005. It kind of just paints a picture in the, the very little time that I got to spend with Ron about what, I, what, what kind of person I think he is. He takes time out of his pregame to sit down with us. And I was fortunate enough to tag along as the cameraman for this little adventure in about uh, two or three booths down from the radio booth in, in the press box. He comes in, introduces himself. It's like we were old buddies, nicest guy in the world. 
And him and my my friend sit at the at the, the counter in the booth, and I'm in the second tier taping this. And my buddy just asked him about broadcasting and his playing days and this and that, whatever. It was a very casual 20, 25-minute conversation um, and interview. His disdain for the Mets just poured through, told stories of of old Mets uh, games at Shea Stadium and just how much he hated it. Yeah, I mean, he pounded the counter, and you could see the blood boiling in his head all these years later still, um, which we just loved. I mean, so genuine and so real. And for him to take the time pregame out of his broadcast prep to come sit with two guys, two kids, two students, he didn't even know, um, just spoke volumes to my friend and I. Move fast forwarding from there, he knew that, we both wanted to be broadcasters. We were aspiring broadcasters doing college games and doing work at the university on the radio station. And he said, you know, I'm not a broadcaster by, by nature. I, I was afraid to get into this business. I didn't think I'd be any good. You guys want to be play-by-play guys. You got to talk with Pat. And I'm taping and I'm, I'm shaking the whole time. I'm so nervous. I'm in a broadcast booth with Ron Sano. And I, I look around the camera to my friend and he looks at me like, you mean like Pat, like Pat Hughes, Pat? Anyways, long story short, baseball season ends a month and a half or two later. We had given Ron both our numbers. He said, I'll give them to Pat. He'll call you. And it was one of those things. Just the thought was amazing. Didn't ever, ever in a million years expect a phone call. Well, <laughs> sure enough, about two months later, Andy, Pat Hughes of the Cubs calling. And I, I about hit the floor. I mean, we were still talking and are still talking 15 years later about this experience with Ron before a game at Wrigley. And then let alone two months later to get a phone call from the voice of the Cubs, Pat Hughes, to let us pick his brain about broadcasting and about his career and tips, demo tricks, how to get into the business. I, I can't tell you how much it meant. Um, to have that happen. We still talk about it. Funny, I got hired uh, about five or six years later by the Cubs. And my first opening day, knock on the door and Pat comes in. He goes, congratulations. Are you the same Andrew I spoke to a few years ago? I, the fact that he even remembered is, is amazing. I was a Pat Hughes fan since I was this big. Um, and, and getting to know him through Ron from that brief encounter just is is still something that that we talk about all the time it's just i wanted to give you an idea what what those guys are like and i didn't know ron i'm not pretending like i do i got to know his family a little bit from being around the ballpark but the steps they took and the way they treat people that's just kind of how how it goes and it 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 goes such a long way um to the people that that they touched, and at that that time, it was it was my friend and I helping him with his project, and and yes, he aced the senior project. He got an A plus plus, as you'd expect. I mean, if you if you book Hall of Famer Ron Sano for your senior project interview, you better get an A plus. But anyway, so happy for guys like Ron and Buck to get in the Hall of Fame. Don't know a better way to do it, but man, I just wish everybody was able to be here. It's so frustrating to see them finally get in when they're gone, but so happy that, uh, that Cooperstown opened up its doors again for six new members into baseball's hall of fame. We'll see if anyone joins them 
in uh, in at the end of January when the writers have their votes tallied. Plenty more good stuff coming up here on Locked On Cubs. I'm your host, Andrew Bellison. When we get to the next, we're going to talk more ballpark food. Doesn't get any better than that. Our list rolls on. We're ranking them from worst to first. Best ballpark food across Major League Baseball in the country, along with the best dish at each park. We'll get into more of that next. Thanks for joining us here today. Happy Tuesday. This is Locked on Cubs. Back on Locked on Cubs, I am Andrew Bellison, your host. Thanks for being with us at Chicago Cubs PA at Locked on Cubs on Twitter for the show. So we started this yesterday. We're in the midst of the lockout. News is slow. Can't do much. Thought we'd take a look at some of the best and worst food offerings by ballpark across Major League Baseball. I have not been to all 30 stadiums and something that I would really love to have the opportunity to do. Been to a handful of them. But I, as I mentioned yesterday, I found a really cool article done in August by Will Fulton, who's uh, part of thethrillist.com. He ranked from worst to first best food by ballpark. We covered the bottom, excuse me, three yesterday, Oakland, Tampa, KC. Again, surprised about KC in a good barbecue town. So today we pick it up with number 27. This is me getting, I love Food Network, Travel Channel. This is me channeling my inner Guy Fieri. It's all right here, right now on Lockdown Cubs. We take a look at the best ballpark food that's out there. Number 27, so still bottom feeder, Detroit Tigers, Comerica Park. Will says if you we're going to rank craft beer selections, and I have not been to Comerica Park, that it would probably edge its way to the top as they're one of the first parks to offer a major, major um, selection of good craft beers. But in terms of food, still lacking, still one of the bottom feeders. But their standout, a good Euro sandwich, which kind of surprised me. I, f- I always think Euro Chicago hot dog stand kind of thing. Worked in a hot dog stand for a long time. Made a bajillion Euro sandwiches in my day. Again, I don't eat meat anymore. We're pescatarian. But Euro sandwich, if I was going to have a cheap meat, I always tell my wife, it'd be a Euro, I think. Grilled pita, tzatziki homemade, onion, tomato, Euro piled high. That is the standout. It's at the Big Cat Court in Detroit, Comerica Park, the Euro Sandwich. Now, side note, if you haven't dabbled in the square-shaped, crispy-edged Detroit-style pizza, I suggest you order from somewhere tonight around where you live that offers Detroit pizza. It is sensational. But Comerica Park, not pizza, Euro, best offering. Still 26th on the list 27th on the list i'm sorry 26 according to will surprised the heck out of me and it's not a chicago bias guaranteed rate field chicago south side chicago white Sox. still bottom five i always thought that u.s comiscular had good food i always enjoyed it now according to will not the best in terms of some of the other around the league but their best food offering, elote, corn off the cob, Mexican street corn, some people call it. If you haven't had this there or elsewhere, it is sensational. 
game changer the way it makes you look at corn. If you don't want it on the cob, it's also offered there in a bowl, and it's loaded then with chili, salt, butter, mayo, all the goods, but in a bowl instead of on the cob. This is all over uh, guaranteed rate, the, the elote. Next time you're at a Sox game, if you're in Chicago or otherwise, definitely check it out. That's a great snack. Uh, still surprised by this, number 26. Thought they'd be a lot higher. I always liked the food on the south side. Keeping the list going down to number 25, we head north of the border to Canada's only baseball team. Sorry, Montreal. We missed the Expos, too. The Blue Jays and the Rogers Center. Canada known for its poutine. It's that French fry base gravy kind of thing. Kind of grosses me out, but whatever. Well, Toronto and the Rogers Center offers a very interesting take on this. And while they might overall be bottom 10% of, of food offerings around Major League Baseball, their best offering is a funnel cake poutine. So they took this really savory Canadian staple and turned it into a heck of a dessert. Fried dough, powdered sugar, ice cream, churro. Wow. If you're into sweets, head to the Blue Jays game. Get a dessert poutine at the Rogers Center, and uh, I don't think you're going to be disappointed. Check it out. If, if Go online and, and, and Google Toronto Blue Jays dessert poutine. You'll see a picture of it. Whew, yikes. I think you'll enjoy. Uh, it's been great to be with you here this Tuesday. I hope you're enjoying our travels through Major League Baseball's uh, best and worst food offerings by ballpark. I hope you're just as pumped as, as I am that, that Buck O'Neill – and and crew get into the Hall of Fame this year. And I hope you enjoy a little, little Ron Santo discussion as well. It's always fun to talk number 10 in Cubs world. Got a really cool show tomorrow. We're going to take a deep, deep look. Get your scuba gear on because we're going to we're going to uh take a deep look and dive into the Cubs bullpen of 2021. Yikes, I know, don't be too scared. And also maybe look at some things they could do for 22 to shore things up here after the lockout is over. Also, our food list rolls on. We're starting to get into the good offerings, the, the stadiums that really know what they're doing food-wise, according to Will at Thrillist.com. Can't wait to see you tomorrow. Have a, uh, have a great day. Until then, I've been Andrew Bellison. This is Locked on Cubs. Before we go, just want to take, uh, take this time to remind you real quick, to make your second listen of the day, Locked on Bets. It's your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Check them out today. See you guys tomorrow. Thanks for being with us.